Hi guys, welcome to Film Happy Hour. This is a podcast where I'll be reviewing movies and TV shows with the assistance of cocktails. Every week I'll have a guest that has an interest in film and TV and get their opinion on the films or the TV shows that they've been watching. You're listening to Film Happy Hour with Snow. On this episode, we'll be reviewing Uncharted, Death on the Nile, and Reacher. So that is two movies and one TV show. The cocktail that we'll be drinking today is called Tequila Sunrise. The reason as to why I picked the cocktail Tequila Sunrise is because all of the material, the projects that I'll be reviewing today, have an element of the sun. So I wanted the sun's influence upon the cocktail and just i'll post a video on the film happy hour socials of how i made it so we can drink it together i will start with uncharted it came out on friday and the they described the film as nathan drake and victor sullivan are embarking on a dangerous quest to find the greatest treasure that was never found but also tracking clues that may lead to where nate's long lost brother may be now just to give you a heads up this these are spoiler reviews and every time like before i begin my review i'll let you know that this movie in particular is based on the video game which has the same name I haven't played the video game, so I don't really know if the the movie was true to the video game, but I still found it interesting. I thought it was your basic standard adventure film, if I'm being honest. Like, there was nothing amazing about it. I guess the cast, I love Tati Gabrielle. She was in it. Um, we've got Tom Holland. We've got Mark Wahlberg. We've got, like, you, you know, statement names, like big people in um, the movie business who are in it. So I guess that was capturing people's eyes. And as well as the budget, when you watch the trailer, if you do that, you can see that they've put, you know, a lot of money in the making of this film, which I appreciate because I'm the type of person that when I go to the cinema and I'm watching a movie that I know has, would I say green screen? But like, I know that there's been some like heavy editing on where the scene's being set. And if I can tell the difference, it will put me off the film. And here, I guess because like I overanalyzed it just a little bit, but to someone that's not really paying that much attention, you won't even be able to tell, which I think is really good because I feel like us as movie watchers or TV show watchers, we have to use our imagination as well as the creatives making it so it's like a 50 50 play and so if you if they do their part we'll be able to do ours and i think they did theirs pretty well the film basically starts with you know nathan um tom holland's character falling out of the plane like the no context he's trying to it looks like he's trying to get away from the bad guys and he gets stuck in a crate and all like all shit's going wild like everything's going crazy which is i think a nice way to capture your audience because we're gonna go huh but again if you've watched the trailer you know at some point that scene was gonna happen so it happened then after we're hit with a flashback of him talking to his older brother they tried to break into a museum and steal a painting there's other scenes that happen but then you they do like a flash forward thing where the young tom holland's character nate young nate and old nate merge and it showed me how much thought has to be put into the younger characters and the older characters because if they don't look that much alike you're going to be confused as to who's that kid? Who is he supposed to portray? Who is he? Okay, aside from the name being mentioned every now and then, cool. But there's like a merging on the subway. And I was like, wow, okay. They got someone that actually looks like the person they're trying to, you know, portray as a younger person, which I think helps in the storytelling. Then it goes to Tom Holland. Let me just say Nate. 
Um, it goes to Nate in the bar, makes up the cocktail, gives it to the lady, pickpockets the lady, and then Sully, Mark Wahlberg's character, pickpockets it from him, and then you just see the like the setting of the film, how it begins, how they're trying to get you, and how everyone falls in together as characters as well as individuals and whatever, which I thought was pretty good because it kept me engaged into the story because you didn't really know what was going on. I like to be kept on my toes as someone who watches stuff. I, I don't like to be able to predict. If I can predict, cool. If I get it wrong, even better. But if I predict and then I was right and then it just didn't, yeah, it doesn't really hit the same. But it's been out in cinemas for a week now and it's doing okay box office wise. So yeah, here's the trailer for Uncharted. There are places out there you can't find on any map. They're not gone. They're just lost. Hey, kid. I'm a little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? Everything in here. Why the map? This is the path that Ferdinand Magellan took to sail around the world. You know your history. It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion, easy. I think you're here because you're your brother. Well, you know my brother, Sam. Find that gold. You find him too. Yes, Who the hell is this? I'm a friend of Sully's. Sully doesn't have any friends. I should know I'm one of them. You are a collector. Well, I dabble. I don't dabble. My family has been looking for this fortune for a very long time. So much blood. I'm pretty sure he's just threatening to kill me. But don't touch your ear like that. You look like an idiot. You have no idea who you partnered with. I've been dreaming about this stuff since I was a kid. My brother's saying I'm one final clue. Oh, God! Big boys, we in because you're about to get a proper Scottish welcome. What? Oh, crap! Exclusively in movie theaters. Okay, so that was a trailer for Uncharted. Now. When I look, when I like look back at the film, it just gives me, like how I said earlier, a standard adventure film. I don't know if you guys have that, but I have filler movies. You know, when you're just like, oh, I want to watch something, but nothing too heavy and nothing, just something you just want to put on. And I think it was one of them. Now, in terms of the film itself, do I recommend you to watch it? Sure. Yeah, go ahead and watch it. I don't think there's anything particular about the film that makes it amazing. I don't think it was an amazing film, but I don't think it was rubbish either. Rating wise, I'd give it like a 2.5 out of 5. It wasn't a bad film. I thought the chemistry between Tom and Mark was really good. The Sully and Nate characters, the interactions that they had were pretty organic and they, it made me chuckle here and there. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like, why am I watching this? I kind of liked their journey together as individuals and leading up to this point in their lives, acknowledging 
what's happened and then going from there i thought the development of their relationship was pretty good again i mean i haven't played the video game so i don't really know if that's how it's supposed to be i'm literally just giving it to somebody who went and watched the film and telling you about the film the storyline was all right i didn't find myself zoning out if i'm being honest i think tom holland is a great actor and he's literally only going up from here which is pretty good and i've realized recently the projects that he picks are really good and especially for somebody that's taking over the male like the young adult scene in hollywood in terms of movies one of the predominant people i guess timothy chalamet is one of them as well like they're very smart with the um projects that they pick which is really good and you have to be really lucky as well because you know you'll be you'll say yes to a product and then it'll be badly perceived and then you know you before you know it's the last people ever see you so i think that was pretty good what i've taken from this film personally is that tom holland can act obviously i've known that he can act but he can act yeah so seeing him in spider-man seeing him in uncharted seeing him the in the devil all the time seeing him in cherry just literally seeing what he can do and showing us that he's not just a guy the little kid that played billy elliot like he's so much more and i love that for him because seeing them acknowledge that they're gifted as well is also another thing so i can't wait to see him in more projects outside of spider-man because he you know he's a great spider-man to get wrong he's not my spider-man not giving hate though but he's not my spider-man but he's a great one great portrayal of spider-man and to show us that he's not just that guy is pretty pretty great for him and i'm excited i, d I definitely do recommend you guys to watch and let me know what you thought of it because for me it was just a standard adventure film like there was nothing in that movie that would make me go wow that i guess no <laughs> no there isn't anything which is fine also you know it's doing well kind of box officely i i guess better than expected but in comparison of all the other films that came out that same weekend not really if you check on rotten tomatoes 48 percent, which is making the film rotten but again this is people's opinions and people that have the energy to go to the website and give their two cents on what they thought of the film but personally it was all right initially i feel like it's just tom holland's film at this point if you want to see tom holland act there you are not like he's giving a, an amazing performance but the emotional aspect the music that was playing as well during the emotional scenes it kept everything engaging i think that's one thing i can give the film as well a majority of the scenes where it mattered it was very engaging i felt like i was really partaking and understanding what was being put on screen and showing me that okay this is where we're going together this is what we're trying to portray in this particular moment you know nate found this out and this is devastating and da, 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 da. you know like sully is going through this da, 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 kind of thing and you know it i just think it all worked together really well and definitely recommend you guys to watch it the romance of the desert has the power to seduce I ask you. Have you ever loved so much? Been so possessed by jealousy? 
you might kill them. You had something to hide. The crime is murder. Should have hidden it, shouldn't you? The murderer is one of you. I don't feel safe here. I don't feel safe with any of them. It's too late to change events. It's time to face the consequences. I have investigated many crimes, but this has altered the shape of my soul. I am Detective Hercule Poirot, and I will deliver your killer. Okay, now the next film that I'm going to talk about is Death on the Nile. If you already, it should ring a bell. It's a sequel and also one of the books from Agatha Christie. It basically has the same vibe of Murder on the Orient Express. If you've watched that already, it has Johnny Depp, Daisy Ridley, Michelle Pfeiffer. It has, you know, Kenneth. Kenneth directed Murder on the Orient Express as well as Death on the Nile. So they kept that as well as him playing the detective. Now, I don't normally go into who writes or directs the material unless I feel like there's an impact that it has. But for, you know, the director, Kenneth, and the screenplay, the person who helped in adapting it was Michael Green. And he did the screenplay for Logan and Blade Runner 2049. So just hearing those names, it should, if you've watched those films, anyway, if you haven't watched those films, it won't mean anything. It's basically, I'm saying gibberish. But for those of you that have, it's something that I like to bring attention to. Now, Death on the Nile stars Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, Emma McKay, Tom Bateman. You might recognize these names from Behind Her Eyes, Sex Education, Call Me By Your Name, Wonder Woman. If you watched, like I said earlier, if you watched Murder on the Orient Express, you remember Kenneth. Now, the film isn't that long. It's two hours and seven minutes. I think I only checked my watched once because I was like, it got to the bit where they were pointing out the murderer. Don't worry, I won't say who it was if you haven't watched it already. Um, and I was like, we're already here. Like, I, that's the only time I checked my phone. So basically, <laughs> the film follows the, a newlywed couple on an Egyptian vacation on a glamorous river steamer that turns sadly into a murder. I don't want to, <laughs> I'm trying to explain it without spoiling it, but it is a spoiler review. So I don't really know. I'm not going to, in terms of spoiling, I'm not going to say he was murdered. No, I'll say who was, I'll say who was murdered, but I won't say who murdered. Yeah. I think that makes, that makes much more sense. So the film starts where we get like a flashback of Plough, um, who was the detective fighting for the French in no man's land and he saves his platoon but by saving his platoon they were victorious and in the moment of excitement that the platoon survived the captain tried to cross the road and the captain dies then in that death some of the members of the platoon were injured but again nobody died and we find out why the detective has a big mustache now opening scene from then Bow. he enters a bar 
And we see these people dancing on the dance floor. We see a lady singing. We see so much going on. And the paneling of the camera was ridiculous in terms of it was really good. Like we start at the door and then it goes round, but you don't feel like you're on, you know, those rides that go round and make you feel nauseous. It wasn't anything like that. It was literally the camera panel starts at the door. No, actually the camera panel starts zooming away from the detective and then turning to the right and it goes round and you see everyone. And then you can see Letitia Wright. She has her few minutes on screen. Not, not for the whole film. I mean, like in this sequence, then, you know, again, I just feel like the way they directed the film was really good. I, I like the direction. I really liked the camera paneling and all of that. I don't want to go too much in, into the statistics because I don't want you guys to feel like I'm overbearing give information they don't care about. So <laughs> if you do care about it, yeah, message me on Film Happy Hour and we can talk. We can talk more about that. If you don't, I will move on swiftly. <laughs> so yeah, we see people dancing. So we meet the people that will later on be on the steamer. But the thing is, the film starts with people that were engaged, but the people that got married were completely different. This is why when I when that happened in my head, I was like, this is a telenovela. In my head, when I was watching Death on the Nile, everything that was happening and even the reactions of the of the characters and the storytelling, the music. But when I watched it, literally, it felt like I was watching a telenovela. Anyway, I, I was engaged in it though. I don't want to say, I'm not saying it like a bad thing. If anyone's watched James the Virgin, you'll know what I mean. It was a good movie, I thought. It's certified fresh. There's a lot of mumbling and, you know, whispering here and there about Gal Gadot's acting. And I like her. Out of the whole cast, the acting that shocked me, not shocked me, but I, you know, I'm going to give her more attention is Emma McKay. I don't, I'm really happy she signed on to this project because we get to see her as an adult. We get to see her at, because she's currently working as Maeve on sex education and, you know, they're high school students or whatnot. But on Death on the Now, she's an older woman. And it was just nice to see her in a different place. I don't think I'd seen her in this kind of element of scorned lover or just someone that is as serious as she's portraying. And it was I loved it on her. I was like, okay, I need to watch more of your projects and pay attention to what you do because you're not just that's, oh, that's the girl from, no, not anymore. Put some respect on Emma's name. Now, I think the chemistry between the cast was really good. I think the way the conversations were had from the funny ones to the really sad ones, to the anger, it just all complemented each, like everyone really well, the way they received it, the way they gave it back. It just, it all dwelled together like a musical number. It was really good. And there wasn't a disconnect. And I really liked that because I feel like that draws you in more as an audience when you see everything's working together smoothly and whatnot. You're like, okay, you end up being a part of the experience that's well I'm I'm projecting I'm talking about me when I'm watching a film and everything I can zone everything else out which is why I like watching in cinemas you know there's the darkness there's a big screen or sat in a seat if you go someone that understands how to be in a cinema there's silence there's just you and the art itself and for me that's one of the the joys that I have of you know watching films and I really did I liked watch I liked watching Death in and Out and I definitely recommend you to watch it I'd recommend you going to your cinema when you can and just slapping that on because it was it was really good. It was delightful. Letitia Wright also, her accent, beautiful. Her portrayal, beautiful. There's a scene where her and the detective go into like an altercation. 
and she basically um, she tells him about himself and she does it so elegantly so well that I was like yes go British actors and I just you know whenever I see a British actor I'm just like yes I guess that's why I love Emma McKay as well there's actually now I think about it there are a couple British people in this movie we've got Tom Bateman we've got Emma McKay you know it's heavily I love this I love that but I definitely recommend you to watch Death in the Nile. Now to the TV show. This show, right, Reacher, is, you can find available on Prime Video. It was released on Friday. I was quite hesitant in watching this show because it gave me very much Jack Ryan vibes. And I've already seen Jack Ryan and it's on Prime Video as well. But I was completely surprised. I think why another reason as to why I was hesitant to watch it was because of Alan Richardson. He plays a character on the DC show Titans and I watch it and he every time okay every time I've seen Alan he portrays a silly character someone that's always joking or someone that's just not someone of seriousness so when I saw that he was the face of the show I was like oh okay I hadn't really watched the trailers because there's certain projects I don't watch trailers for because I'll tell you too much and I think action films are one of them and also Tom Cruise already portrayed this character in the cinema on the big screen like we've already seen Jack Reacher as Tom Cruise like who can do better I was heavily mistaken again I watched the first episode and I was like huh not even the first episode I watched a couple minutes of the first episode and I said yeah I was too, I was too quick. I was too quick to judge. I was too haste. I was too haste because I definitely don't regret watching those eight episodes. I'll tell you that for free. Literally, if you want to know who is in it, it's got Alan Richardson, Willa Fitzgerald, Malcolm Goodwin, Mark Ben David, Willie C. Carpenter. Hopefully those names ring about. If they don't, they're the big box people then. So I definitely recommend you to watch. It was, if you didn't know already, Jack Reacher is based on the books by Lee Child and this season in particular is based on the book Killing Floor which is the debut novel of the books and it's the first time that we actually see Jack Reacher the character mentioned to the extent that the book is written in first person so if you want to get like into the nitty-gritty like proper beyond the eight episodes I def I'll definitely recommend the book the episodes rare from 48 minutes to an hour long but they're very in-depth episodes there are little moments where you feel like they're filler episodes and they're filler you know minutes that they wanted to make sure I met a mark they don't they're literally not doing that later on in a couple episodes to come or the next episode or the next scene it makes sense as to why it just I feel like I felt that way because it just looked like it was dragging and I was like Ugh. but then when I kept watching, I was like, oh, okay, that's why that was happening. That's why the, the, the kind of thing. And I think that's one of the problems that, that you find in TV shows, in episodes. You're like, okay, you've told this story for so long. And then you understand why it was told for so long. But you don't get there until you get there. It's very hit and miss. You re We basically find Reacher embarking on a journey that leads him to a diner where he's then arrested for murder and taken into custody. On the way to custody, we meet the rest of the town and we can see Reacher being questioned. But if you've watched Jack Reacher or any anything related to the Reacher franchise, you'd, rec you'd know that that wasn't going to be a standard interview. And then that's why I was like, okay, all right. They're being true to the source material and they're being true. I'm saying that like I read the books. I have not read the books. 
I'm taking it as someone that's referencing the film. But for somebody that's read the book, if you're somebody that's read the books, watch the movie, and now you're going to watch this, let me know. Were they true to the source material? I don't know. But from my point of view, they were. If you want to know how what goes on in the trailer, here is a trailer for Creature. Jack Reacher has deceased, retired army. Bronze star, silver star, and a purple heart. What in God's name is a guy like that doing in Margrave? What's a guy like that doing in jail? Zip ties? Cuffs didn't fit him. You guys recycle. Seven bodies since you set foot in my town. I was arrested for murder. Now you want my help? I want you to do what I say. You just go wherever you want, whenever you want? Everyone's always jealous. I'm gonna uncover this whole operation and burn it to the ground. You boys knew what's about to happen to you. You'd leave now. Now don't go getting yourself arrested for murder. Shooter was someone who knows firearms well. Lightning. Bullets were 95 grain, that's subsonic. This wasn't a first time. These people are connected and stone cold killers. So be smart, don't break the law, and promise me you won't end up in another holding cell. No. Looking for payback? Payback, justice, vengeance. Looking for the whole gang. You're gonna kill a whole lot of people, aren't you? Already started. You're about to get your ass kicked. No, I'm just gonna break the hands of three drunk kids. There's four of us. One of you's gotta drive to the hospital. Not a twist off. Show off. Welcome back. That was a trailer for Reacher. Now, from what it sounded, I'm gathering, you're putting two and two together, and you're like, you know what? Let me, yes, I was right. Go watch it. I'm telling you, it will be. A very impactful eight hours of your life that has been recommended by me, your host, Snow, on Film Happy Hour. If you want to be a bit cheeky, watch it with a tequila sunrise. Oy! Okay, going back to the TV show and the eight episodes and the storytelling and the fight scenes and the music cues and the camera cues and everything. I'd give it a, I'd give it a four out of five. I think it's got the highest rating from me out of everything i think if out of the three you want to watch the one reacher yeah because it was really good Ooh, i thought it was really good the chemistry between oscar finley who's played by malcolm goodwin and reacher was great it was beautiful i guess it was like a similar dynamic of the sully and nate kind of thing but sully and sully and nate this is from uncharted sully, sully and nate was more big brother little brother while Oscar Finley and Reacher's characters was more, I don't like you, don't like me, but we like each other. Does that make sense? Like we started off on a rocky bit, but now we're two peas in a pod kind of vibe. I really enjoyed it. The fight scenes were amazing. They were really good. Really, really enjoyed the fight scenes. They were very engaging in terms of like, you'd, you'd literally hear bones snapping. You'd hear, like you'd, it was very, very, it wasn't gory. Let me not say that. It was very intact <laughs> i think for lack of a better word it was very you're gonna know what's going on i'm gonna know what's going on. you're even gonna hear what's going on and i thought that was nice i thought it's really good i thought that that was a different 
approach to fight scenes you don't really get all of that not in like human ones anyway in cartoons like anime and cartoons you get all of that and more but not in human ones really so they weren't afraid to really go all the way in terms of fighting and blood spatter and different torture techniques yeah it was very i'm telling you it, was, it had a mixture of like criminal minds and just just think of a crime show that you watch and instead of them protecting you from the crime scene you get a very detailed explanation of what happened and maybe maybe a razzle dazzle flashback of how the person was murdered you know just a bit of that and to mention flashbacks there are a couple of flashback scenes i didn't understand the point of them there wasn't really a connection with the flashback you just get to see um, Reacher's relationships with the people in his life. I didn't really, it was pointless to me. I didn't really, I like, not that I didn't like them. I just, I just feel like I was wasting my time watching them. So I think that's one thing I didn't really, I feel like I didn't need to see. The way that the show ended as well, if it didn't get renewed, I wouldn't have minded. It was a very nice close of the chapter, or close of the book kind of ending. It literally ends with him like walking on the side of the, highway trying to get a ride and it's just like a perfect ending if it didn't get renewed i wouldn't feel you know how when a show gets cancelled but the way the show ended was on a cliffhanger yeah it was very it didn't need one of those and i'm happy he didn't give us that but it is renewed for season two so keep a lookout you will be seeing creature again and i think that's pretty pretty good pretty good for us personally i love that would i recommend someone to watch this definitely it is certified fresh on the rotten tomatoes so if you needed another push to watch the show definitely recommend reacher now we've come to what i recommend to watch that i didn't review because i don't want to bombard you with so much information and what to look out for so first on the list we have suspicion now suspicion is available on apple tv it basically follows four ordinary Brits that have been accused of kidnapping the son of a US media Mughal. That is Uma Thurman, who you recognize from My Super Ex-Girlfriend and other projects, but I feel like that one, everyone's watched it. They embark on a desperate race against time to prove their innocence, but they may not be believed and they may not even be telling the truth. I think that was, I've watched up to episode three. They released three episodes and then the rest of the ep episodes will be released weekly on a Friday. I definitely recommend to watch Suspicion. If you're into British drama, definitely recommend. If you're into Who Done It, definitely recommend. The cast is pretty strong. We've got Kunal Nea, who is the Asian character from Big Bang Theory. Elizabeth Henstridge, who is one of the characters of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Simmons. We've got Georgina Campbell, who played the lady who was murdered by her boyfriend, the BBC Three movie and we've got angel colby who was in merlin she played guinevere definitely recommend you guys to watch that one reacher again see recommending that again and we've come to the end of the show guys i thought that was a really good intense one-to-one -one breakdown of three projects next week we do have a guest keep a lookout on socials to find out who it is i'm really excited to have her on here she's been reviewing for quite some time now and i love her work so keep a look on the socials keep a very big lookout on the socials to find out who she is and remember episodes are released every friday at 10 a.m i have been snow your host of film happy hour subscribe leave a review and if you happen to think differently towards the review if you feel like there's something else i could have mentioned 
about the project, let us know. You can either tweet us at Film Happy Hour or DM us on Instagram at Film Happy Hour and we can get the conversation going because I feel like we need a space as movie lovers and movie go watchers, TV show lovers and TV show watchers. We need a space where we can talk and discuss and I want to put that space out for us. I've been Snow, your host. Have a lovely weekend and we'll be back again. Same place, same day, same time next week, Friday. Bye.